Well, I'm your host here, Dave Smucker. Welcome to this Significant Life podcast. I'm here with my friend, Benuel Esch, um, and just really deeply grateful for your friendship, Benuel. Uh, I think it's been, what, about 10 years, maybe roughly, that we first met, and so I'm really grateful for your friendship. Thank you so much for coming in. I would love for you to introduce yourself a bit or share a bit more about who you are, your family, et cetera. Who is uh, Benuel Esch? Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on, Dave. I appreciate this opportunity, appreciate your friendship, and yeah, I'm excited to be on. So to introduce myself, uh, so I would say I am a husband and a father, first and foremost. Uh, Much of my day-to-day is spent in the real estate space. I run a sales team here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, We have a sizable investment portfolio here as well, so that's where a good chunk of my time goes, that and managing our land portfolio up and down the East Coast. So, yeah, that's that's a bit of the insight on the day-to-day. And yeah, it's interesting to work on the balance in all of that. You know, In general, entrepreneurship is problem-solving, right? So mm. we spend a lot of time in that. But then there's also the flip side of trying to spend the most amount of time possible in a pro- really productive space, which is generally not problem solving. It's solving for problems that are yet to come and try, mm. you know, trying to get ahead of all of that. So mm. there's your lengthy introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I was going to ask you a bit about like, what do you do? Because there's this thing of like who you are, or, like who's your family. Everybody wants to, to gain a, a better understanding of, of who's in your circle, right? What does your life consist of? Uh, so what do you do practically? Um, and what do you invest your time in on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. So practically, you know, a good chunk of my time is spent on just the real estate sales side, the practical side of it. It's a mix of, you know, managing the team. We've got multiple agents working with me, uh, you know, got an office staff to support that. So there's that, and then there's also the practical piece of me going out and personally serving clients. Mm. And then there's the other arm, which is our investment portfolio. So a good amount of time is spent analyzing deals, managing current uh, land deals, so yeah, balancing all of that with, you know, we've got a young family, got a four-year-old <laughs> and a two-year-old, and, you know, I do my very best to live my life realizing that, okay, there's really only a f- a very few things in my life that I'm going to really care about looking back, you know, mm-hmm. from 90 years old. Yeah. And number one is going to be family and friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then, well, what do we need to do to make sure that we're enjoying a quality life together. You know, health mm-hmm. becomes really important on that spectrum. And that's all forms of it. It's uh, physical, the spiritual, and, and so on. And then after that, you know, if you do those things well, there's lots of room mm-hmm. left to go build something really cool, whether it's in business or for you mm-hmm. in ministry, whatever mm-hmm. you know, God had a, has us here for. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. So I'm just curious because, again, you're, you're, I know you're a hard worker. You're a go-getter. You're young. You're driven. Um, pract- like how many hours a week do you put in? Do you keep track or do you have an idea? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the really cool things about, you know, running a business that ends up doing well is I, I don't really know. You know, there's a few hours a day that are dedicated to the family. Yeah. And outside of that, it, uh, the line gets so blurred between working and playing, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess in a way, you know, maybe it's, you know, 80-hour weeks. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's 20-hour weeks, somewhere in between (laughs) there. You know you're having fun in all of it, Yeah, not all of it. You know, (laughs) there are always challenges to be overcome, and there's always time that needs to be spent there. Um, 
but yeah, it's that. That's it. Probably is that broad. Some weeks I couldn't really tell you if you know twenty hours of that was work or if eighty hours of it was work. Wow. And a big piece of that is, you know, there's certain things and certain people that will give us life. Mm-hmm. And I think the more what's worked for me is optimizing my life to where I'm spending the most possible amount of time with people that inspire me, mm. doing things that inspire me. Mm. And so a big part of what it looks like for me today is working on the most amount of time possible being in that space with those people. Wow. And that's where, who knows if we're working or playing. Yeah. You know, we're enjoying our time together. We're building cool things together. Wow. It doesn't really matter if we're working or playing. <laughs> it's, it's more or less the same. That's amazing. And I would love to hear, the, the, love if you would share just a bit more about your journey, because I'm especially intrigued by what you were doing when we first met. And um, I, I guess I consider it a privilege to meet you at that stage. And you were trying to figure out what your next season, you were a young guy, again, driven, hungry. Um, but it almost kind of at that point, if I recall correctly, more limited in potential of what life could be. Uh, maybe that's just my own imagination. But I just remember meeting you um, in Kona uh, as a mission builder. I remember that trip, I'm sure. And we had a good time. But I guess I'm just pro- was thinking back of what it really was. What were you giving your life to when we first met? What were you pursuing? And I consider it an honor to have seen um, what you've actually been able to achieve in a pretty short period of time in relation to what a lot of people would consider success. So I would love to hear a bit about your journey, um, where your goals were at that time, what inspired you, what were some of your key steps to go from where you were then into where you are now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the same would be true for you, by the way. <laughs> Kuna, that, that trip in 2015 was transformative in my life, mm. and you were a part of it. And mm. yeah, I am forever grateful for that. And it's interesting to look back. We had this conversation a few months ago at the dinner where yeah. we talked about how Ben Stolzfus, Ben and Annie mm-hmm. had, you know, he would have been the one that orchestrated us coming together there, me going to Kona in a way, and there's a bunch more to that story mm-hmm. that we could get into. Uh, but, yeah, so that that stage, it was very much a seeking stage, but I also had a direction by that point, which had taken some time to get to, uh, but nothing to show for it yet. And that, you know, that's... That, that's a really interesting example of when you have the direction and you've got some drive to get there, how things just seem to form in your favor along the way. You know, be it, you know, God looking down and saying, hey, this kid really wants it. Mm. You know, I'm going to, you know, just pour out a bunch of blessing there and put the right people in place. How mm-hmm. that all works is, you know, it would be an interesting dynamic to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, at that time... I was really, uh, you know, freedom was a huge driver at that point because I had none of it, you know. Like you, I grew up in the Amish community, grew up in construction, on the farm. None of those things worked for me. Um, So it was like, well, and I'd gotten a taste of what life could look like on the other side of that, you know. My parents had a pretty interesting social circle for some older, older Amish people. Mm. And so that got me onto you know, we had a friend with a yacht on the Chesapeake. Like, what, wow. a, what, a, what, a, what an interesting experience that was to someone that had never been outside of the county, you know, to go experience that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so, 
so it was pretty obvious that there's there can be more to life. And it was also somehow, it was also pretty obvious to me that it was achievable for me. I just needed to find the people that could show me the way and, mm. you know, find that path. So that's what I was working on in Kona in 2015. Wow. That's a big part of the reason why I was there. Mm. I may not have been that aware of it at that time. So yeah, a lot of it was, you know, somewhat pain driven, somewhat driven. I it was, yeah, by far the majority of my drive at that time was just driven by a need for freedom. You know, mm-hmm. let's go figure this out. Let's create a better mm-hmm. life. And with an edge of you know, being told by enough of people, yeah, that's not going to work. That's not <laughs> how we go. That's like, this, is, this is what you were destined so for. So that only added fuel for you rather than shutting you down. It in did, other words. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... And then, you know, getting around guys like you and, mm-hmm. you know, there was others in places like Kona. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started finding those people back yeah. home. And it's really one of those things where I think a lot of uh, the progress that we've had in the last 10 years is a lot of that is me being willing to step out into the mm-hmm. gray. Like just when nothing's black and white, you don't know <laughs> what you don't know. And you're aware of that. Yeah. You know, but being willing to step into it and figure it out along the way wow. is, is ultimately what's what's led here and you know then there's the thing of continuing to do that like Mm. once once you've had some success where's the sense of urgency come from right like Mm. well you know now we have freedom we've you know in a lot of ways built a life that i could have only dreamed of back then so then what's next yeah so you know you sort of arrive at one mountaintop if you want to call it that and what appears it's another one yeah (laughs) and one that you couldn't have seen before you reached the first one so i feel like in a lot of ways it's been a progression of that Mm. and yeah and then it sounds cliche but just trying to continue to get better and keep moving towards the next level you Mm -hmm. know and you know, now a big part of it is, you know, again, we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And a big part of what drives me today is simply being able to pave a path and show them a model of what, you know, an amazing, fulfilling life can look like. Wow. Um, That's good. I mean, again, not to demean like where you were, where people that even our guests may be, but I just I remember it was like you were working in construction and you were looking to get out of that and you were pursuing your real estate license and... And that was, uh, again, 2015. We're talking nine years ago Mm -hmm. now. And just look at the amount of growth that you've achieved and the amount of success that you've achieved in that industry is still staggering to me in that short period of time. And so that's why I asked the question, not to say that success is the marker of all things, but somewhere at some point there had to be an awareness that there is more than what I'm currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. And you alluded to it a little bit. I love that you're a kid, like you didn't have freedom. You didn't get out of Lancaster County, but you end up on a yacht in the Chesapeake through a connection with your parents. Right. But when was overall life, not just a one-time experience. When do you think that you first had that aha moment of like, there is more and maybe I want to explore more. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't feel like there ever was a period in my life where I wasn't aware of that. Um, you know, certainly there were, there's levels to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so one big piece of that for me would have been, so I spent some time uh, when I was, uh, about a year, when I was 19 turning 20, working for a solar company, traveling, traveling all over the country. 
And so that was a transformative period because I had spent the couple years prior working in my brother's construction company where I'm the new man on the job. I don't know anything. Like I'm just a, you know, a gopher, if yeah. you will, yeah. to going to the solar company where they pretty much just threw me to the wolves. And, you know, a couple months into working there, I was asked to lead a few dozen people on a solar construction site. Uh, so it was incredibly challenging, and it was you know, an opportunity to do something that I was, you know, I knew I was capable of. I just haven't, hadn't been given the opportunity prior. Mm. So that was a period of pretty intense growth mm. and realizing that, oh, I actually have the ability to be a leader. Wow. I actually have the ability to go out and make things happen. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's, it's fun. Like, I can, I can do this. So that mm. was a big confidence boost. Yeah. You know, in a way, it was confidence that, I mean, I think, so we're all born with it, right? Like, we get out here and we, like, we figure out how to walk after falling <laughs> down hundreds of times <laughs> and so on. Yeah. And, you know, I think some of us get it beaten out of us more than others, but we all have it. And then it seems like, you know, coming into adulthood, a big part of, a, a big part of life is just finding it again because mm-hmm. most of us somehow lose yeah. a lot of that along the way. So that yeah. was a big part for me. That was a big yeah. part of regaining that yeah. confidence and realizing that, oh, you know, I can step into this fairly unknown thing. I don't mm-hmm. need, the, the traffic lights don't need to be green all the way to town. I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, step out and try stuff yeah. and have the confidence that it can be figured out mm-hmm. even if I don't know all the steps yeah. now. I mean, honestly, it kind of ties into like attachment theory, where is the world a big, exciting place to explore and discover, or is it a place where we need to uh, minimize and manage risk, right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing you say, even in adulthood, that's often where we get stuck, is we want to manage and man- minimize risk rather than exploring this great, wonderful opportunity that's before us. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the questions that, again, looking at success for what you've achieved at the age that you have, I think many people would say from a sheer financial or business success or connections or portfolio standpoint would possibly say, man, life well lived from a success standpoint. And you alluded to it as well. Sometimes you achieve a mountaintop and then you can see further beyond what you could see before. Um, but why do you do what you do today? Why don't you just rest on your laurels uh, of the last eight years and say, you know, we're pretty good right here. So why do you continue to do what you do today? Mm-hmm. So I guess a really big part of it would be just simply because building is fun. <laughs> like if there were no reason to continue to grow and build, mm. then for the fun of it, that would be enough for me at this season, mm. which, which is kind of kind of incredible because one of the things that one of the beautiful things of having some success in business is you've got options right yeah like sure we could choose to just you know go retire in mexico or whatever Mm -hmm. if we really wanted to do that but how boring would that be (laughs) you know the cool thing is we sort of experiment with that here and there you know we'll spend you know a few weeks in a warm place in winter time where there's not as much tugging Mm -hmm. at me and you know, honestly, I get bored after a couple of days if I'm yeah. not really, you know, trying to build something mm-hmm. and trying to drive something forward. So you get enough of taste of it. You know, for me, I've gained an awareness of I, I just need to be doing. I need mm-hmm. to be building. And I can't imagine life any other way. Yeah. But a part of it, too, is I want our kids to grow up uh, in a way that they never lose their knowledge that... You know, they've got a healthy mind, they've got a healthy body, they've got a God that's with them wherever they go. Virtually anything they set their minds to is possible for them. Mm -hmm. And what better way to 
have that knowledge be fully ingrained in you than to see your parents do it, wow. right? Yep. And if that inspires some other people along the way, that's even better. Right? Mm. So that, yeah, those two things combined is like, uh, I don't really understand how people think about retirement in the way that it's traditionally portrayed, right? Yep. Like, why would you arrive at 60 years old now that you've spent the last, you know, 40 years of your life building this wealth of knowledge and connections and say, I'm going to retire. It feels wasteful to me. Mm. And so, I, yeah, so it's, so it's interesting. I don't, yeah. And I think, especially if you get to a point where, you know, you've had enough financial success to say, I don't need to make another dollar for the rest of my life or I don't need to work for mm -hmm. it. That seems to be all the more reason to go build something bigger and better, yeah. right? Yeah, so. and honestly, it's it's the heart of it's really at the central theme and the heart of our conversation of this podcast is saying, okay, well, it's not just about success. Like, are we living a life of significance? Mm -hmm. It's what I'm really hearing from you is you ha you have achieved success, but you want to continue to pursue significance for the rest of your life. Otherwise, like, why even get out of bed in the morning yeah. is really what I'm hearing. Yeah, and I also think it should be fun. Like, I, I really, I don't, I don't think God put us here to slog through, you know, whatever it is. If we're fortunate, you know, 80 to 100 years of life. Yeah. Like, I, I think we're here to be vibrant, to spread joy mm. and love. It's pretty hard to do that if you're not having fun, yeah. right? It, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because there is the component of, well, how much of that desire is selfish versus noble. And I think it's pretty easy to get that twisted, too. Because yeah. I, I think if we're doing what we're truly called to... Yeah. The fact that we're having fun really, in a way, almost increases the nobility of it. Like, it's a signal that you're doing the yeah. things that God puts you here for if you're really finding joy and fulfillment mm -hmm. in it. Good. And, you know, that doesn't mean that every day is that, right? <laughs> right, right There's yeah. plenty of days yeah. where you experience this, yeah. I experience this, yeah. we all do, where we get up in the morning we're like, I yeah. really don't want to deal with this problem today. <laughs> but somebody's got yeah. to. So. Yeah. so we may not enjoy the challenges every day, but the thriving piece, like if we're actually doing what we're called to do, we're going to be thriving is really what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you do it? Like what are some practical lifestyle choices or some methods of like this is what, these are some things that are just disappearing that I know that if I do, I hold these in high regard. I am very disciplined in these things. What are some ways, well, yeah, what are some of those things that, that you choose to do on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. So a lot of that comes back to, you know, so the, the two most important things in my life are relationships and my health. Mm. And so it starts with the family, right? You know, that's sort of the core. If, if I don't, if the people I live with aren't thriving, it's pretty hard to go out and do anything well, mm. right? If we're mm. not loving the time we get to spend mm. together and spending enough of time together. And then there's health. It's like, again, it's really, it's going to be really difficult for me to go out and build anything of significance mm. if I can't even take care of myself. Mm. So, you know, and that'll, that'll be, that's physical, obviously. It's also spiritual. It's mm -hmm. mental. It's, it's the whole package. And so from a day-to-day, -day, you know, I, I learned a lot of this from just observing and being friends with Amos. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a lot of it is just putting good habits in place, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's as simple as, you know, as, as stunning as this is, it's as simple, like health, especially, I mean, yeah, we can talk at 30, and we'll see how it actually is at 60, 70, 80, <laughs> right, yeah. right? But in general, all it takes is, you know, maybe you need to run two miles a day and eat decently mm. well, and that's the health goal achieved. You yeah. know, throw in some extracurricular stuff, yeah. sure. Go do ice plunging, you know, <laughs> go lift some weights <laughs> yeah. with all of that. Yeah. But really, it's so simple, and we just, like, 
too many like a, a lot of us would overcomplicate mm-hmm. that but it doesn't need to be that yeah and you know it's sort of along the same lines with the family right you know you, for us it's you know we were dedicated to spending several hours together every evening um you know i travel enough that it's not always practical but 90 percent of the time it is mm-hmm. a little bit of time in the morning and then we take the quarterly trip with the family you know yep. try to go somewhere cool and unplug for a week or so yep. so just yeah and it's all things that fit so well into the natural flow of life mm. and yeah just and they're all things that are really easy to do mm. they're just a little bit easier to not do yeah those disciplines that you are attentional about because that leads into really what I'm asking is how do you foster and preserve personal, spiritual, emotional family health? Because again, you're busy, you do travel, you're engaging people all the time. Uh, so I guess as a recap, like, yeah, how do you do that? How do you preserve that spiritual, mental, emotional health? What are the disciplines that you instill into your daily life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I'd preface this by saying I haven't always been good at it. And even today, I'm not always nearly as good as I would like to be. But a lot of it is simply those those daily disciplines. You know, there's set times of the day that we're spending time together. Yep. And it's not nearly always this glorious quality time like you picture the perfect family on the couch <laughs> right. reading a story together, right? There's some of that. There's times when somebody's upset and yeah, crying. Yeah, right? and there's times when I just want to come home and take a nap on the couch and the yeah. kids are jumping on me, right? Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and, and so there's... But, but there are some interesting things that come out of that, too. Like, one thing I've had to learn, maybe the hard way as a parent in a way, is that for the kids, it's more about just the time we're spending with them. Mm. It's, like, our natu- my natural inclination is, you know, I want to make every minute count. I want this to be, you know, amazing quality time. But the kids don't care. They just care about time. Mm. And then out of that, you know, those times when you're just, you know, playing around or yeah. laying around or whatever it may be is mm. when some of the most magical moments come out mm. to the other areas as well. It's like you, you know, you try to... T- get a little better every day than you were the day before, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. try to make sure there's enough time blocked mm-hmm. out that, that we can just have these relaxed, beautiful moments mm-hmm. together. That's so good. So I'm also thinking like quite a few of our guests are probably growth oriented. They're hungry. They, you know, they want to get somewhere they they aren't currently, or they want to reach for this goal and achieve this per se. So what would you say to someone in their late teens or early twenties and they just have this raging hunger for growth don't know what they're going to give their life to yet, don't know how to go about it, don't know what next step to take, but they just have this raging hunger for growth. What's your words of wisdom to somebody <laughs> <laughs> somebody in that position? Uh, I mean, it would come down to picking a path and just going for it mm-hmm. at some point. You know, there's probably a baseline that's good to get to where you know, a lot of... Uh, the success in any area that you would have experienced as well is so you set a baseline where you have faith in yourself you where where you get to the point where you know okay if I'm going to set out to do this I'm going to do it like I'm not going to fail myself Mm -hmm. it's a big part of it right and you know you start with some small wins and then you build on it and guess like if you can't trust yourself to do what you set out to do it's going to be really difficult to make it in anything but once you have that baseline, it really just becomes about picking a path and going for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're so talking in particular to that crowd in their late teens, early 20s, or maybe you're just at, a, you know, maybe you're older, but you're, you feel like you're at a similar stage. Yeah, it, if you pick a path, 
and you go for it and just be willing to learn along the way. It is incredible where that can take you. And, you know, the fact is you can you could pick anyone, any mm-hmm. figure you, you know, have massive respect for, anyone that's accomplished huge things. It's what they did. They started with nothing. They picked a path and they went for it and they learned along the way. Mm. And from there it seems to... You know, there's a direct correlation between how difficult the thing is that you choose <laughs> and how willing you are to set your mind to it and just keep doing it yeah. to the level of success you'll have. Yeah. You could could pick something easy that, and hopefully, you know, whatever you pick is something that you can see enjoying. So I think that that becomes important yeah. at some point. It's hard to sustain when you're not enjoying what you do, yeah. at least to some degree. Why do more of it if you're not enjoying it? Sure. Any of it. And, you know, for I think for some of us, the the results might be enough to, you know, figure out how to enjoy something. But, yeah, if you can pick something that lights yeah. you up, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, step into the gray and just, just pick a path and go for it. Yeah. You had mentioned a few times already, like, getting connected to the right people, being connected to dynamic people. How, how do you do that? Oh, it's very simple. You just be a dynamic person. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it is one of those interesting cycles that can either be virtuous or it can work against you right like you hang out with dynamic people you become more dynamic yourself you become more attractive to those dynamic people and so on and so on or it can go the other way so practically speaking i mean it's it's it can be tricky because you you know you you know the crowd that you want to be a part of right but you're just not that person that you'll be welcomed into that crowd yet so how how in the world do you get Mm. there um but a part of it is definitely a personal development, right? Mm-hmm. You spend some time learning and becoming educated in the things that those people care about. Mm-hmm. Now it'll be easier for you to blend into conversations yeah. and so on. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's all kinds of practical ways yeah. to do it. Go to you know Jake's meetup. <laughs> you know, go attend. There's all kinds yeah. of events happening around us all the time. And some of those events, you know, all the people you respect and admire are attending some of those events. So go to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, then in my space, uh, you know, being in real estate sales is a little bit of a cheat code. And I figure this would be true of any kind of sales is there will be people in the industry that have accomplished at a really high level. So, And those people would generally be willing to talk to you and give you some insight mm-hmm. on how they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, spending time with those people. And if you get lucky enough to have clients that are willing to help you get to the next level, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But yeah, those would be some of the yeah. practical ways. But yeah, I think it's it's it is a series of you know continuing to become more as an individual and mm. going out and finding those people yeah. that you really click with that are just yeah. a little more to be on you and just continuing that process. Mm. And it never ends. Yeah. You know, I yeah, I I figure my desire now to go spend time with those people is stronger than it's ever been. Mm. And this is after, you know, ten years of being yeah. really intentional with that. Yeah. But when you're in an environment where there are dynamic people and there's inspiration and there's growth-oriented people, like it it does, it becomes something that you enjoy being around. So why wouldn't you want to do more of it? Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, too, because hidden within part of what you said there was you mentioned about how uh, people that you looked up to – you know, you didn't think they would want they would want to invest in you or spend time with you, and then you ask, and then they did. And just how often we limit ourselves because mm-hmm. we look up to someone or we look at people that are just like, oh, you know, who am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that we want to pump ourselves up. Like there's a, something to be said for humility, but how often do we limit our options because we don't we don't think somebody would actually want to 
to invest in us or give us the time of day. And often when you ask, a lot of people are just delighted to be able to impart and grow and invest in people. Yeah. Yeah, and those levels might look different for different people. You know, every once in a while you might get lucky and someone <laughs> says, yeah, come on into my life, right? <laughs> yeah. Other times it might yeah. just be, hey, I'm willing to spend 30 minutes with you and talk you through some, some things, right? But yeah. asking is a powerful yeah. thing. So I would, I'm just curious and on your journey again of, of where you started from and then where you are now, is there an example where you arrived somewhere or you were somewhere and you're like, man, I'd, <laughs> I don't belong here or how did I get here? Is there moments along the way that you remember of, of that happening for you? Man, you know, it feels like so many of the what could have been those moments were moments that I had actually like dreamed of and strove for for years yeah. before getting there. But no, there definitely are pieces of those. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one of the things I briefly mentioned when you asked about what I do, who I am, is, you know, the land deals. So there's yeah. four of us that work closely together uh, one of them is Dave Zook. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I would have reached out to years ago, thinking, huh, he's not going to give me the time of day, but let me try. Mm. And since we've become really good friends and we're business partners and we get to do these things together. Wow. And there's two other really incredible, David Platchik, Stolzfus, and there's more people uh, behind the scenes too. But those are four gentlemen that I, I'm just ecstatic that I get to work yeah. with them and see yeah. them regularly and learn from yeah. them. And it, So that, that's one of those things. Mm. I don't know. There was necessarily a single moment, right. but I sort of live in that with, <laughs> yeah. with that team. But that's amazing too, because there again, you say you you know when you're on the when you're so hungry for growth, and it feels like you're just starting out. You have these things that man, these dreams, and once this would happen, man, I, that would just be the pinnacle, right? I would celebrate that moment. And then when you're actually experiencing growth and you're on that journey and you're pursuing significance, those moments show up. And not that we want to act like they're not big or not celebrate them, but oftentimes it's just kind of we're in that space now and it feels less celebratory almost maybe well, it's than just, what we thought. It's just, just normal, normal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that, that is every stage. And it, it's something that I would love to get much better at is celebrating those wins as they come. Right? <laughs> Rather you, than just on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah. And a part of that is probably the people I get around. I, you know, there's a whole bunch of us that run yeah. together and we generally, you know, share that thought process. We're always thinking a year, five years, 10 years ahead. Yeah. And so it's just like, of course this was going to happen. We've worked so hard towards it, uh-huh. but there is an element of that. Like, man, I would like to get better at when we hit those things. Yeah. When, that thing happens that we've worked so hard for for five years. Yeah, it should be celebrated yeah. a bit more. <laughs> Rather than just right on to but, the next But it thing, is fascinating yeah. how life can just totally transform over mm. the period of a few years, and it all just feels normal. Mm. Uh, that is remarkable. So if you could summarize it into like a lifetime principle, what is one lifetime principle that you seek to live by? Yeah, this would be something I've just become more keenly aware more recently, but... So I've, I've been through this cycle of, in the beginning, just trying, to, just trying to get something started. And, you know, I remember genuinely feeling like, oh, what am I going to do with all my time? Like when I quit the job and I'm doing this thing full time. And then you transition over a period of time where there's so many responsibilities and opportunities coming at you that it's really easy to get stuck in busy work. And that's all you do. Mm. And then the growth just plateaus and... You know, that's, that's not where any of us want to live. So 
something that's worked well for me when I end up in those plateaus is, I've heard it said really well recently, and that is that the results that you're looking for are behind the work that you're avoiding. And I've realized this is incredibly Mm. true of myself. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to just say, hey, you know, there, you know, there's this big thing that would, you know, unlock all kinds of new potential, mm. but it's hard and it takes a creative process. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to just go over here and yeah. bury myself in the mundane day to day. And so one, from a really practical level, one thing that I've worked towards is spending, like I have this running list of, uh, it's called important, not urgent, that every morning I carve out an hour to work on that list. Uh, and try to do it before the day really gets rolling and I get sucked into it. So that's one practical way. That's when I'm, you know, trying to attack the stuff that's important. Probably mm-hmm. more important than anything else I can do that day, but it's not urgent, so it doesn't get done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's – but it, and it's a developing thing, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is. There's a lot – even a lot of the books that I have read or, or people that I have, that have experienced growth and talk about growth say that very thing. Like, often there is that thing – the, the unknown, we don't steer into it and we don't press into the things that provide maximum opportunity for growth because, hey, we can always revert to just going back and doing what we know, right, mm-hmm. and spend our days filled up with that. And so that brings me to uh, one of our, our last retreat. We talked about a compound interest calculator. Like you put in your numbers and you compound that over you know, X amount of interest over X amount of years. It equates into this much money. But then we talked about a lifetime compound calculator of, okay, if, what do we want to put into the calculator and what do we hope it compounds into over time? So when you think about your life and what you're investing your time to, whether it's family or business or you talk about your fitness and all of this, what do you hope that your life compounds into, that what you're investing in today would compound into? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there is the... The cliche stuff, of course, that's also very, very true. Who doesn't want to turn, you know, 90 years old and be surrounded by a family that adores you? And, mm. You know, a big family would be nice, but not not going to be the case for all of us. But that's one aspect of it. You know, I would love to look back on a life and, you know, see a whole crowd of people that were inspired and encouraged mm. and, you know, that, that found their version of you know, fulfilling, rich life uh, in in part by, by being inspired by mine. So that that's a really, I mean, that's about what it comes down to mm. for me. You know, that, yeah, it starts with the family. Uh, I for sure want to make sure that our children have every opportunity to do that. Mm. And then if there's a whole crew of other people wow. that, you know, are inspired by that, then mm. that, that's incredible. So, so that, that's, a, that's really the core of it right there. So that's a significant life. Have your family doing well, surrounded, thriving, growing, and then ideally have impacted or provided opportunity for people to be empowered and thrive in their own lives because of the, the your personal journey. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. Like, is there a number to that? Uh, not necessarily <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. You know, if if it impacts millions, that's awesome. Right. If it just impacts a few, then that's a life well lived. Yeah. So. And we don't always even get to equate that because that was another. I think at one of our dinners, you know, the, uh, somebody I think Jake was shared that we see one um, percent of the impact that we actually have in our life. And it's like if we're if that's what we're living for, like we're missing out, and like we can't equate that right, in other words. Right. So just do what we're doing, pursue a life of significance, pursue the disciplines, the principles, 
but at the end of the day, we can't equate the results anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've probably heard the story of Billy Graham, whose whole career started by showing up at his traveling minister's event. Mm. The minister passed long before Billy Graham had done his you know, whole thing yeah. and become who he was. He had yeah. no clue that this was the impact he'd had, but it's right. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I hope he didn't live his life, you know, waiting for that, <laughs> that, one for that huge movie. thing to happen. Yeah. I hope he lived right. a fulfilling life in the middle of it, and then someone yeah. like Billy Graham came out. Yeah. Like, what if that were you? And there I again, if you're thriving, you're growing, you're pursuing a life of significance, let the results be what they are. Yeah. Don't try and equate it as much as just... Just live a life of excellence, I think, is yeah. what a lot of that boils down to. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Um, yeah, well, that's really the heart of this. I just wanted to learn more about, okay, what makes you tick? What do you really hope your life ends up, you know, being? Or what, what's the result of your life at the end of it? And so if somebody wants to learn more about what you do in real estate, is there a website or somewhere they can go to check it out and learn more about you, get connected? What's the best way for somebody to learn more about you? Yeah, a really easy way would just be to hop online and Google my name. Our <laughs> website's there. I'm uh, really, really easy to find. Yeah. So, yeah, just Google Ben Uash yeah. and yeah, you'll, you'll find a whole bunch of stuff. Sounds good. And if anybody wants to learn more about Alliance, you can hop on our website, allianceus.org. Uh, learn more about what we're pursuing here as well. But again, Ben, you're just deeply appreciative for your friendship over the years. Um, just having so much fun collaborating on a few kingdom initiatives and just various things in the community as well. And so uh, blessings to you and Ruthie and the family. Um, I do believe, I've, I mean, again, the compounding that I've seen in your life, I think it could almost startle me if I would think about what that might be another 40, 50 years for you guys if that continues to compound, whether it's relationally or your impact or your influence and all of that. So all that to say, man, uh, way to go. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for taking some of your valuable time uh, to share here today. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the opportunity. And likewise, it's been really fun to see you grow over the last 10 years, and I'm just grateful to be a part yeah. of it. So thank you. Yeah. Blessings.